Good evening. We at Hutton Radio pride ourselves in our inclusivity and sensitive treatment of the more disadvantaged among us. We recognise that a recent update for finally getting out of your seat and moving about may cause distress amongst some parts of our audience, especially those in the hot box and hot piss community. In light of that, Hutton Orbital Radio has decided to create two versions of the radio show, one for those who are striding out and dying like there's no tomorrow, and those who are consoled. Sorry, need to be consoled. You are listening to the Odyssey-free version of Hutton Orbital Radio News, in which all upsetting sections have been removed. If you are looking for the complete version, please check your key bindings under Alternate Audio Stream. I finally did it. I did a m- What? By yourself? Yes, I collected a m- and returned it and didn't get m- once. I've been running around all day with and got chased by a couple of I did manage to them both up, though, before escaping. On my I've only got a small but it can light up a room. I've taken up knitting, so I've got something to do during those long... You utter bastards. Unlike most of us when we've just tried doing a... Our mics are live. Good evening and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live from Studio 5. I'm Rudolf Hucker, your host for this evening, and we have the usual team here for headlines and hijinks throughout your evening. A complete set of April Fools, if you like. I'm Harry Balzac, and I've broken out the colouring pens for those of you not watching in black and white. I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, and I'm looking forward to this evening's edition of the Galnet Rares Digest. And the apology officer, and I'm really, really sorry. Think you're all horrible people. I'm One Care, and this week we're giving chicks a rest and not telling you about another one of Hutton's systems. And I'm Norma Snockers, and I've got lots to tell you. In which case, it's time for the headlines. Bandits cornered as Hutton plans a heist. It's party time at Fort Mug. Fear of rolls out before Odyssey rollout. Schrodinger's cat. Carrier. Hayden Black Brew Book of Records. Record stands. Eridani election results are in. And it's out with the old news, in with the new. More from the community. First, tonight, the latest breaking news on the Frameshift Bandits. Yes, the crew run by the notorious ARF after their incursions into planetary bases, have now gone into hiding. With the Pilots Federation having launched their first phase of on-foot forays onto planet surfaces, Hutton commanders have been congregating in the first licensed system, Adichan, which, as luck would have it, is just where the bandits have been hiding. 
There are a number of limitations, as the system is currently off-limits to all but authorised carrier services, something provided by Apex Interstellar. But from what we can tell, their pilots are made of some stern stuff and happy to drop you into whatever trouble you feel like getting yourself into, and then picking you up whilst under fire just as readily. All for the princely sum of 100 credits. Arrival point in the system is labelled as Hopkins City, and permission has been granted to access the station interior for the first time, with services including bar, equipment purchase, and of course the booking desk for onward travel are all available. Hutton training teams have been scouring the enormous system for signs of the frameshift bandits, but with nearly a hundred bases, outposts, and landable locations available, it was only on spotting the hastily scrawled graffiti Braben was ear on a wall in one high security location that we knew exactly where we should be looking. Desai Military Hub. Only a short supercruise from the arrival point is a heavily fortified compound. All those parts they've been robbing from other bases have likely been used to give it just that little bit something extra. We've already spotted skimmers, goliaths, unsurprisingly they're quite big, and security patrols. There is a B-site located on a nearby planet that we'll be investigating further, closer to Saturday's kickoff time, though at the moment it appears to be offline, on fire, and frequented by other members of the FSB team. So, truckers, our mission. Assemble at Hopkins at 2000 BST, 1900 UTC on Saturday evening. Break into teams, prepare our equipment, then make our way down to the base. We will be disguised as passing tourists, and all pilots are reminded to stow anything illegal somewhere secret. And of course, put your weapons away. At that point, having scouted the base, the plan is to break into the command building, disable the alarms, and then take back everything they stole. We will need infiltrators, combat cover, spotters, and decoys. If it all goes wrong, we'll probably also need shields and, yeah, maybe guns. But we're hoping to do it on the hush-hush. If engaged by the Frameshift Bandit combat team, we will, however, use whatever force is necessary to obtain, ob obtain and attain our objective. Bring your best camouflage, your best innocent face, come tooled up for war, and, of course, make sure your pockets are empty to carry everything back to the waiting shuttles. See you on Saturday, truckers, and remember, don't breathe a word of this to the frameshift bandits. Loose lips sink ships. Following in the footsteps of Commander Starlord Prime, who, back in 3303, brought every rear that existed at the time to Hutton, all 128, in an asp of all things, in an effort to find something that could be used to cure Cecil's hangover. There'll be hangovers aplenty in Fort Mug today after Commander Naughty Body Wash turned up yesterday with his anaconda named Super Snake. If that's not compensating for something, I don't know what is. And supplied Hot Call HQ with a cornucopia of rare items. A Hutton Mug, Centauri Megagen, Listine Evil Juice, some Medbay Star Lube, some that even Amelia Hawk hasn't tried yet. All in all, one of every available rare from the bubble, plus the Jack's Quintinian still from Colonia, that's 128 rare items in total. They say that they hope that these toys will give the ground crew at Fort Mug some good times while they're on their coffee and gin breaks. Personally, I think it's all very well and generous bringing a one of everything, but 
what happens when that's used up? Perhaps there's a museum of curiosities showing the rarest and most unusual items in the galaxy. This might explain why it's situated at Hanky Central. Apparently, Naughty Body Wash needs to give a big hand to Commanders Taran4295, Snart, and her own Buck Naked. But we say what pilots do in the privacy of their own lounge is their business. A rumour started earlier this week that since pilots could now visit the shops in person, that certain items might become scarce. Queues started to form around the starports, and curiously also around the penal colonies. Have you ever seen such luxury for prisoners? As pilots started stocking up on bio-waste clean-up packs and tea, not only the traditional kind, but as that started to run out, people could be seen to jump, crouch, run around in circles, stare at the roof and bang into walls as they tried to obtain ceremonial high-key tea, Ethgres tea buds, Fujin tea, Machukos high tea, and probably too late to do them any good, Tanmark tranquil tea. Authorities have now limited pilots to two such items in any one visit, and given the travel times between places in an apex taxi. Apex taxi. It's unlikely they'll be back anytime soon. And the list also inexplicably includes food cartridges, grain, and domestic appliances that have a less than four star rating. Please remember that this is early days for the walking about pass, and we are reassured that stocks of essential items will be arriving on the shelves any day, as soon as the 25 page forms for each individual item have been filled out. It's all the fault of Quantum. Commander Lutzi recently found himself the victim of a subatomic particle's little joke. Much along the lines of making all the molecules in the hostess's undergarments leap simultaneously one foot to the left. The hapless commander was resting quietly in one of the bays aboard a fleet carrier, listening to music, chatting to a fellow commander aboard the transport, dozing, basically just relaxing as the carrier's countdown progressed and reached zero. It's at this point in time that things became different. Lutzi was still aboard the carrier, but it hadn't moved. Except that it had, according to his companion in chat, by 500 light years. Checking the calendar to make sure that it wasn't the start of the fourth month, the day when japes and tomfoolery abound, Lutzi found that in a strange reversal of Pauli's exclusion principle, the fleet carrier actually existed in two places at once. A bit like the result of some kind of transporter accident, and he fervently hoped that he wouldn't suffer the fate of Tuvix and have to be ripped apart molecule by molecule. Desperate for this quantum leap to end with him getting home, he tried launching from his copy of the carrier, which was uneventful, then docked again. At which point he was apparently attacked by a scarlet crate and everything went black. On returning to consciousness, he found Yes, you guessed it. It was only a dream. Maybe he'd sleepwalked off the fleet carrier. Maybe the gods do first make mad those whom they wish to destroy. But in any case, he was alone in space, 500 light years from the carrier in a Type 9 with an 11.9 light year jump range. We are still waiting to hear the final fate of this commander. Oh boy.
in an attempt to prove once again, as if there was any doubt at all, that Hutton truckers are the nuttiest pilots in the galaxy, the Prof V, formerly a well-known prophet and pilot of the original Hot Bus, took it upon himself to attempt to break the galactic Newtonian speed record. Yes, going faster than 34,526 metres per second whilst plummeting to the ground at speed. This feat can't be accomplished by just pointing at a high-gravity world, hitting boost and then hoping you can pull up before you become part of the geography. It requires a complex series of calculations to get your speed-engineered ship to the maximum height above a planet, at which point there's enough gravity to start your attempt, and then firing thrusters to put you into a decaying orbit around the planet. Once start velocity has been achieved, 4,000 metres per second at an altitude of around 9 megameters above a 9.77 G world, the prof pointed his nose to the skies, his arse to the ground, and in a mammoth seven-hour effort, balanced his ship in exactly the right configuration to speed around the planet, using its gravity to provide constant acceleration. Buffeted by solar winds from two nearby stars, he threaded his ship down the narrow corridor of maximum acceleration, achieving an early efficiency rating of over 99.89% compared to the theoretical maximum. Working the thrusters to maintain balance, he accelerated to a speed faster than Apollo 10, passed the speed of Voyager 1, and then started crossing off his list of famous stellar bodies. He went faster, faster than Pluto, faster than Neptune, then Uranus, no sniggering please, before settling into speeds that overtook the orbital speeds of Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, and then finally, on passing 30,000 metres per second, the orbital speed of the home of humanity. The solar winds were heavy, and the number of gusts dropped his efficiency below the 98% mark, but he battled bravely right down to only 20 kilometres above the surface before rotating his ship and attempting to pull out of the dive. His final speed, 34,107 metres per second, only a few hundred short of the all-time record, and a personal best by quite some margin. Unfortunately, when attempting to pull back out of the planet's gravity uh, at those breakneck speeds, he attempted to jump into supercruise, forgetting that his current speed was actually already faster than the slowest possible supercruise speed. His engine overheated, and he experienced a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. Prof V has stated that he will be trying the speed marathon once again on another date, but the level of focus required is such that he'll be doing something peaceful, like a quick afternoon run to Beagle Point and back, or an elite feet foot race against Mitter and Hollow, just to keep himself in trim. In Epsilon Eridani, the Mad Monks of Van Marn and Rebellion has backfired. Their all-in gamble has failed as they lost both the election in a 4-0 landslide trouncing and line a weaver station into the bargain to the truckers. Well done to those who ran missions, ballot stuffed, traded, gerrymandered, irrationally demanded recounts and dumped exploration data to boost hot and influence and help win the election. Given that many truckers have been issued new shiny legs to exercise with this week, it was somewhat of a surprise to see that there were no adverse states in any system. None. Like a spring sky, blue across the board. Or is that purple? Hmm. One minor cloud on the horizon is the civil unrest brewing in Wolf 359. 
Has the dastardly Don had his supply of moustache wax interdicted again? Who knows, but jump in there and ventilate some pirate scum to vacuum to help out. Five systems, the usual suspects, are wallowing below 40%. Barnard Star, Wolf 1481, Y0855-0714, Kakari and Epsilon Indy, which is still in recovery after the Mad Monk's nefarious plot. These five systems really need a 10% boost into the 40s to end the perpetual influence locking as the minor factions squabble amongst themselves. Meanwhile, in the dizzying heights that are the top end of the Hutton System League, eight systems, yes, eight, a third of them, are chewing the scenery with their overachieving act again. We only need to expand from one system, folks. Keep them down below 60, please. Being the practitioners of planned expansion that we are, expansion was triggered from LHS 340 and commanders are working on a second attempt at moving into Wolf 562. So work to push down LP 734-32 company for when expansion occurs on Sunday. Work for Wolf 562 first or Wolf Major or against LP 734-32 company. In Colonia, Grand Poobar Hanky requests that Colonia-based truckers work in Doriso and Tier for hot coal, but do not work in Pytheus, as this is currently too high. We still need to leave Hotel Carson and Ari, where complaints of running in the corridors in the early hours of the morning have been received, presumably as commanders try out their new legs. Hotting were down to single figures, but are now rising, no doubt, to cause trouble with the controlling player faction. So priorities this week are... In Wolf 562, drop exploration data and run missions for Wolf 562 first or Wolf Major to their outpost Farris Gateway or generally work against LP734-32 company. Boost Hutton Influence in Barnard Star, Wolf 1481, Y0855-0714 and Epsilon Eridani. If you want to shoot something, shoot pirates in Wolf 359 or LP3 734-32 company ships in Wolf 562. We still need to exit Carson and Ari, so help any of the factions there except Hutton. Or, alternatively, bugger it all and carry on playing the Odyssey Alpha. Here's the news of events run by the community for the community. Eris Maidlung's thematically directed dirigible is in the doldrums this week. He said something about stretching his legs and skipping round with Babster. Please don't tell the carrier as it'll get jealous. And the FTM Ishvahan is fueled and ready to go to their next destination, roughly east. In the first of our two reports from very different galactic exploration events, Commander Mephisto sends this report. The third weekly update from the Comfy Cannon Cruise comes from Waypoint 13 over 11,000 light years away from Sol. Regarding the sciences on planets, small brain trees, fumaroles and gas vents were visited. Premiers were bark mounds, woof, and peduncle trees. There were more lag- Lagrange clouds, including the first stormy one, also containing our first peduncle trees, and in them, more crystals, mollusks, and anomalies. Congratulations go to the passenger, Commander Bellager, who got his Elite Exploration Rank. 
The first routine refill was done in only a few hours thanks to the enthusiastic support of the passengers and it was celebrated in a stock signed wider free-for-all in a planetary ring which ensued in a fun night of pew-pew later with any ship at hand. Salutes go to Commander English for his glorious return to the Conchu over like 9,000 light years. He thought he would spawn at the fleet carrier if he opted not to rebuy his upgraded cider, so that he would be prepared for the next Sidewinder battle. But that only got him a fast ride back to the bubble and 200 jumps to go back. Keep up with their progress at bit.ly slash ed3c. And now an update from Commander Huntington on the much less luxurious 5 Euro tour. The fleet is about halfway point to our expedition now, nearing a total of 1 million light years after over 15,000 jumps and almost 100,000 planets have been scanned. We've lost 10 commanders on our trip, of which one was eaten alive by a white dwarf in orbit of the world of death. We plan to reach Sagittarius A by next week. Some pilots are reportedly suffering from space madness, claiming they've seen star clusters in the shape of cubes and triangles. They're everywhere, they said. Information on this expedition can be found at bit.ly slash 5 euro tours. Though, like the Comfy Cannon crews, we suspect it's a little late to join up unless you can find a friendly fleet carrier owner with nothing better to do. Finally, Commander Valoran has organised a mysterious event. We've no idea what it could be. After all, with a title like Baz's Big Bubble Banter Bus Anniversary Tour, how are we supposed to guess? Oh, all right, yes, it's pretty obvious that this is a way for us to show Baz how much his banter bus exploits have meant to so many of us and to express the hope that in the not-too-distant future that he can lead us once again in a brand new bus to adventures in time and space. Well, space mostly, but it will take up some time, so that's all I'm going to say on the subject. Commander Veleran has sent this message. Truckers, <coughs> in one month's time, it will be a year since many of us embarked on Baz's big bubble banter bus. Sights were seen, friendships were made, and we all gained a new appreciation for the game. To mark the first anniversary of this historic event, we will be taking a one-week mini-tour to some of the places that stood out from the original event and a few new adventures. Join us in-game on the TeamSpeak. The event will be nightly, departing from Hill Pass High, starting on Monday 26th of April. Fleet carrier services will be available at each destination. For the banter, for the bus, for the mug, we agree 100% and add hashtag for the grand buzz. That's all for this week and please remember to get in touch if you hear of any news events coming up. And we're back in the studio. Thank you very much, everybody. Exciting news this week. 
My goodness gracious me. But we are joined in the studio, not only by the entire team, we do have some special guests, and we're going to introduce them in a minute. In fact, um, one of them's locked out at the moment, so can somebody somebody let the Rampage back I'm, in I'm, to the studio? Yeah, you go get the Rampage. Uh, we will introduce our guests in a minute, because it's something to do with the Alpha Armageddon. But the uh, the team for this evening, we have Commander Ventura on the decks, pushing the magic button. Good evening, Commander Ventura. Hello. 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 How are we doing? Pretty good, pretty good. We have the Harry Ballsack, also known as Commander Palantir. Good evening. We have, of course, Amelia. Hello. The Apology Officer. Hello. Chicks. Hello. And Flossie. Hello. So we've got lots and lots coming up in the show. We've got the usual bits and bobs once we finish the banter. So we've got a bit of the Galnet News Digest from Commander Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice. We've got the Galnet Rares Digest from Amelia. Are you ready for that one, Amelia? I, I'm, yep, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> we right have, time. I think, some CG news this week from Flossie, I think. Yeah. Yes, we have, yes. It's not your cup of tea this week, though, I don't think, is it? No, thank goodness, because no, no, I want no. to go in the alpha. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right, own up. Who's fondling their mic? That's <clears> me. Oh, I just can't help it. <laughs> we need an apology. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> no, you're, you're sulking still, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. No, I was enjoying that. But, yeah, yeah, you reminded me. I'm in a, I'm in a big huff. Of, yeah. you're, 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 you are the big huff. Well, no, I'm you're in it on the way huff. to Beagle Point. Yeah, the mass- it's the massive huff, isn't it? I'm, it's not, type I'm 10? not on the way. I'm there. And I oh, think right. then, yes. Um, and, and you've got a sports report for us this week? Yes, I have. I mean, I'm guessing that things, for reasons we'll discuss in a minute, might have been a little bit quiet on the Hutton front this week. Uh, no, not really, no, no. They're pretty good stats. Pretty good stats. Next week's, you know, the, the <laughs> Next stats week. that go together this week. Next yeah. week will be quiet. Flying you know. spaceships nil. Yes. yes. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that exactly, no. No, apart from the big half, which is yeah, all the way out of Beagle Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's a couple okay. of people out there doing their thing as well. So, yeah. And Commander Chicks, mm. you, you're, you're, you're resting the pipes this evening a little yeah. bit. I thought we'd be excited talking about feet, so we decided to have a break this week, although there are several in the pipeline. Yeah, well, um, we're looking forward to those ones. There's been a lot of interest over on our YouTube channel in your uh, various system chats so far there's been some nice feedback there people is. saying more 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 please more oh, they're all coming there'll be one yeah. system or oh, they're just sitting funny whichever um i don't think that's I, something you should say before he's about to clean his pipes i'm sorry mm. oh dear <laughs> it's, it's off um so one went in today so we uh, time to introduce our two special guests this evening the first of our special guests is uh Sir major mustang are you there Sir major mustang evening maggots Evening, evening. We'll come to you in a minute, obviously talk about, you know, Alpha Armageddon and, and the operation for Saturday. But you you might have some tactical notes for us, you know, plebs. Absolutely. But just remember, all you need for slaughter is bullets and water. <laughs> right, perfect, perfect. And uh, joining you on our guest couch there this evening is somebody we haven't heard from for a little bit. It's Commander Rampage, a private security consultant. I think it says on your business card. Hey, up. Hey, hey, hey up, lad. Hey, well, I suppose we, we, we're going to have to apologise to the apology officer. We're going to have to kick off with what's been going on this week. Yeah, because it's, it's fine. I'll just bang my head off the desk to get finished. We've been finding our feet, haven't we? Uh, I think everybody here, or no, I don't know. I don't know about Amelia, 
whether you've been finding your feet this week. I, I have not. I, I did, uh, in, you know, install all the relative bits and I have um, created my uh, body, as it were. Uh, but I haven't actually jumped in yet. I haven't had the chance. But I think everybody else here, other than the apology officers, now had a, a little bit of a go. So you go and sit with the apology officer and, and, and tune in a bit or tune out or bash your head on the desk, maybe. Um, because, yes, we have been testing out our first visit to our first system that lets us in and walk around a little bit. Um, before we start, Commander Rampage. Hello. Hutton does its sort of alpha testing in a particular style, doesn't it? A little bit PWP-ish, shall we say. PWP-ish. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, our attempt is to try and break all the things so that the people responsible for the things can fix the things. But the best way to break the things is break the things with friends, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's no good busting something and then going, oh, that's cool, without somebody there to watch you bust it. And it's, it's a bit like, um, what was the old TV show where they... they um, uh, had silly accidents and then videoed it and put it all over the telly. Jackass. Oh, you've been framed, wasn't it? Well, I, I was going with Jackass, but you've been framed. Yeah, it's it's not as much fun if there's not somebody watching the stupidity, is there? Absolutely not. No. Now, Flossie, I understand that Commander Rampage may have rather rather surprised you a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Usually by standing in front of you and going peekaboo. Um, yes. Yes. Crouching down and jumping up again. It gets an absolute laugh, does that? Yeah, you just play peekaboo, but you've got to say it at the right time. You've got to go peekaboo as you jump up. But it does work. <laughs> See, look, it works now. I don't even need to do it anymore. No, no. So, so come on, Rampage. Obviously, if you're a hunting trucker and you're taking part in our um, testing, but also in the Alpha Armageddon at the weekend, um, we're 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 not doing it in open because open was full of people all going peekaboo at each other all the time. We did it with sort of I think we're up to about fifty five Hutton friends all logged in at the moment. Um, yeah. How like how that, do yeah. you how do we find where we're all doing this together in the same private group? Um, where where are we doing it? No, it just basically, how do you connect with the other Hutton commanders so you're just seeing Hutton commanders? That's the thing. Oh, private groups. So Private groups. Yeah, best thing is just to jump into the private group and um, agree on a station and just meet up there in the bar. Yeah, we're finding that frame rates are a little bit better when you do that. A little bit less mm. jerky because you haven't got the network traffic. But also it means the people you're seeing around there are fellow Hutton truckers. Um, it is the, the Vantian private group that we're using. We couldn't start out the Hutton one because the, the Hutton Corps commander hasn't got access yet. So we are using the Vantian private group. We will spell it out for you at some point. Who wants to spell it? I'll spell it. Go on then, Flossie. It's V-I-N-G-T-E-T-U-N. We've made it deliberately difficult so people can't just guess it. There we go. Vinti tune, but it's definitely not the Vin. Spell it phonetically if, if anybody wants. <laughs> yeah, if you say Vinge, it makes me sound like I've got a nasty disease. So uh, we don't do that. <laughs> not that I haven't, but Nurse Wyeth is telling me that cream is going to work sometime soon. Inflammation so, of the Vinge. So, um, <laughs> Commander Mustang, Sergeant Major Mustang. Presently correct. Uh, we do understand that there was a little bit of an issue with your deployment and you were a little bit late to the party. Uh, Roger that, yep. Um, the uh, Alpha wouldn't show up in my launcher. Uh, very embarrassing. Uh, draw my weapons, cleaned them. There's good military practice and uh, couldn't attend the party. But you are now boots on the ground, as they say. Affirmative. 
affirmative excellent <coughs> and we do have a tactical plan coming up so i'm just gonna go down the list uh, commander um palantir we do yes, have a sort of bit of a Q&A coming up in a minute, but your first impressions of actually setting foot outside your ship and stretching your legs. I mean, leg week was last week, so you did do some training. Your first impressions of leg week or post-leg it's, week. It's, it's like being back the, when I first installed Elite Dangerous and went flying and went crash, 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 die, die, die. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. It's brilliant. The fact that I don't know what I'm doing and I've got to work it out it's superb. I think that's that's very much like it was in the early days. No help, no nothing. Just learn it. Just you and your friends. Yeah, just land at a base and like, what the heck do I do here? Oh, dead. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Commander Amelia, I know you haven't taken part yet, but you, you've seen some of the messages going out in the pictures and bits and bobs. Is there anything that you've seen so far that's made you go, ooh, Hmm. Um, I am particularly fond of the, uh, and, and I know most people's probably going to hate this by now because the shuttle goes back and forth and back and forth for missions, but I just love it. I think it's awesome. It's an, it's an adder. What's not to like? I love the, oh, the Apex taxis. Yes. <laughs> space Ubers. Space, space, Spooba. The, the only bit I think is missing is the button to turn on the internal light so you can read your newspaper. Yes. <laughs> it is a bit dark in there, isn't it? You can't read anything. They're also, yeah, well, missing, they're also missing a uh, dancing hula girl bobblehead on the dashboard. <laughs> oh, that would be I did cool. notice the lack of yeah. dashboard ornaments, yes. I, I tried to ride outside. There's not that much to say, there's other taxi drivers. So, uh, apology officer. Yes. Other than sulking over at um, Beagle Point in the no, massive no, I'm half. Over, I'm over it. I'm over it. You're over it. Um, I mean, obviously, you've been able to live this vicariously you know, from yeah. a distance. Yeah, I feel like I could actually do some of these missions myself now. What thing made you go, ooh, and, and point? I just like being able to run about the building and steal things off the shelves and enter codes on lockers that would then open, and you'd find the thing you were looking for, but there might be another thing there as well. I just want to know what other stuff is. Oh, there, there, there is new stuff. Yeah, there, I mean, there are coils of cable, and there might be a chip or two. And There's a, breaking into computer console. You, has anybody else found the, the big bottles of milk yet? Has anybody else found those ones? Nope. Oh, I, I, I went to a base I the other day. It looks like an orange. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a two litre orange juice. Two litre of orange juice, or yeah. a carton of milk, or something, just sitting on top of barrels, and you can pick them up and sell them for money. They should be in a space fridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then Commander Chicks. Hmm. Go on, what the things that make you go, ooh? Well, the the lift down to the shuttle must pull about 10 Gs because no sooner the doors close, they're open again and you're on a different floor. I'd, so I'd pass out in one of them. I know. <laughs> well, Didn't it the roof tower once. You, uh, we understand <laughs> that Remlock, obviously your spacesuits can deal with high Gs and all sorts. Mm. So mm. Remlog, I mean, this is why you have to wear your flight suit as a minimum in stations. I mean, you can't walk around in your shorts or your, your kilt or whatever else. You have to wear your Remlog spacesuit in mm. stations. Mm. Otherwise, those lifts prove to be, yeah, a little but painful. You, you, you get that feeling yeah. that, you know, when you go on the, um, the the big boat on fairground rides, you know, the one that swings up and down, you get that feeling when mm. you get don't to don't the... Don't do fairground rides. Yeah, but you know the one I mean. I mean, yeah. a Rampage and his undercarriage know what I mean, don't you? Absolutely, without a doubt, my yeah, encouraging yeah. Ooh, it Oh, it feels funny in me what's it's yes. You would get that feeling in the lift. Mm, very much. Yeah. Yeah, I think a kilt's a bad idea for that lift. I mean at those at those speeds it would be positively indecent. Well, we have seen the fans <laughs> under the floor. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but, but there must be something because obviously as the lift is going down, your feet stay stuck 
to mm. the floor instead of you being squashed against the ceiling. I wonder what method they used to um, keep you there. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going with Velcro. No, well, no, because you, you know yeah. the Velcro wouldn't work. No, it's got to be sucked. Yeah, well, maybe. Wouldn't you? But then Velcro would work for your tumblers if you were putting them on the bar. Because if if you're if you're your coasters are set on the bar and they've got Velcro on the upper side and the, your glasses get Velcro on the bottom side. It'll stay where it's supposed to be. Yep. And well, we, we'll, we, we, we've got some important questions about gravity, some very, 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 very heavy questions about gravity in, in, in a second. And I, I am going to be quizzing a few of you about your experiences of low G um, in, in these particular places. But uh, Flossie. Yes. Now, you and I have been chatting a little bit, and we did try and go to some missions, but I, I understand you finally managed to get some new clothes. Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah? Your wardrobe yeah. has doubled. It has. I've yeah. got two suits instead of one. <laughs> so you, you finally got your, your hold of your Maverick suit as well. I, I mean, are you feeling yeah. awesome in your new oh, Maverick suit? definitely, yes. I mean, the, the, those flight suits, I mean, the ones you were wearing walking around the station, they don't leave much to the imagination, do they? Do they? Yeah. I mean, these are these are a little bit more modest, these ones. Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah. I, yeah, I really they're, like mine. They're, they're, they're water-cooled. Yeah, especially you know, in all the right places to keep you chilled and uh, and, and you get water cool, but that's just going to be scared. But yeah, so um, as a as a crew, um, Commander Rampage and uh, Sergeant Major Mustang, we have been engaging a little bit of PWP. So before we go over to the mission briefing, Commander Rampage, yeah, we had a chat the other night, and you got all sort of verbal about, about PWP and our, our first mission that we did. You and the Dead Meat GF. Yeah, yeah. It just felt like a proper squad. It felt like we were doing something together. It was good. We worked as a team to get it done. It just felt great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really just, atmospheric too. Oh, we were in the dark. Um, we had our head torches on. We had no idea what we were doing. And somehow we broke into a base as a team and then powered it up. And then we had to turn off all of the security, um, you know, the all the alarms, Security, and, the alarms, yeah, and run away from skimmers. skimmers. We we had yeah, yeah we had to get to a pad with skimmers going over their heads, and of course you can't get more than one of us out at a time. So one person ran out, and we did the thing, didn't we? Where we had to sort of wait while the other taxi came in. Yeah, hiding in the corner, hoping the skimmers didn't come over the top of us. Yeah, yeah, and then we tried taking Flossie with us on the second go, and then we fluffed it. <laughs> <laughs> Something rotten, didn't we? Uh, just a tad. I think we all got splattered, yeah. didn't yeah. we? With it. <laughs> So, um, Saturday. I just thought that's, oh, that, sounds really, that sounds really good. Sorry, just really good. Just thought, with the name for your team there, with with you and the could be the could be Shades of Blues brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've got 15, 15 sheets of graphene. <laughs> We're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it, it's one hundred and fifty thousand light seconds to our destination. <laughs> Hit it. Yeah, it's it's, it's minus two. It's minus almost two hundred. Minus two hundred in the shade. Yeah. Yes. Um, so um, we have a mission on Saturday. Obviously, as you've been listening to the show over the last few weeks, the Frameshift Bandits, the notorious bunch of thieves and robbers headed up by the notorious ARF, um, have been stealing things from bases before we could get there. And we've been on a mission to hunt them down. Um, Sar Major Mustang, we have an update. We found their base, haven't we? We have indeed. I can't disclose it this time. We're just going to call it Objective Delta. Objective Delta, but it's somewhere near Hopkins, I think. That's correct, yep. 
Yep. And now objective delta. I mean, is this one of these little agricultural ones with a few fluffy hippie plants and, uh, you know, a, a couple of barrels lying around? Uh, no, mostly it's just tooled up with gorillas with massive guns. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, it's a military base. They've taken over a military base. They have, yes. Could you give us some insight into the installations and armaments that are likely to be on this base? Well, we're planning on doing a close target recce. Um, our last attempt, um, we landed and got killed immediately, so um, we're going to have to rethink the strategy on that one. Now, we, we we do understand that the local security are okay as long as you look like tourists. I mean, you're wearing a flowery shirt, some sandals, you're fine. Yeah, we turned up looking like the dropship crew from Aliens, and uh, they didn't take very well to it. Oh, right, so it was guns out, you know, go, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah, shields on, headlights on, guns out. Um, it, yeah, um, it, it didn't receive a warm welcome. Or it well, did, we depending do, on how you look at it, if, with the lasers and everything, you know? The private security consultant uh, Rampage here, though, um, you've been looking into doing your best to look innocent and not get shot. I uh, flat cap does it wonders when you're walking around in a station. Yep. And so we, we are developing a tactical plan, uh, Sergeant Major Mustang, um, which involves turn off all the alarms so that nobody gets upset. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, I've got some timings. I mean, like we thought we'd go to the armory at six o'clock to draw weapons and then sit around until eight o'clock in the evening because that's a very military thing to do. Mm. Hurry up and wait. Every soldier loves some hurry up and wait. Yep. Um, but the plan is, I mean, what we've got to come out with at the end of it is we've got to take all of our stuff back that they robbed. So, I mean, obviously our intention is not to engage in combat. I mean, obviously a good day out as a soldier is to end up not having to be caught in a firefight. Yeah, but the one thing I'd say that is if everything's going really, really well and it seems like the mission's going to plan, it's probably an ambush. Yeah, so there are security patrols walking around on foot around the base who do have scanners. Uh, one important consideration is if the local security, and we haven't kicked off the operation fully with a go, go, go yet, and they want to scan you, what should we do? Stand still and let them. Unless, of course, it's go, 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 in which case? Run and gun. Run and gun. Run and gun is a good effort. Um, so um, in, in terms of what we're going to be doing, obviously we, we're going to get down there. And how is, how many landing pads are we looking at there, Sergeant Major? Well, I have to say that I'm a little bit disappointed that we've got no air support, um, we've got no CASI vac, and we're actually using the ATS system, which apparently stands for Apex Taxi Service. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, we will be taking a taxi into this operation. Uh, there are two landing pads, as I understand. One large landing pad to the side of the base and one small landing pad, unfortunately, right in the middle of the base. Now, Commander Rampage, mm. when we do the operation on Saturday, we can't all land at once, can we? No, so we queue up. You don't okay, get do, out of you. Do you, want to, do you want to talk everybody through the process? Or are we going to be in teams, and we're going to see how many teams we can get down. Can you talk us through the process of getting everybody on the ground and not dead? Yep. So you uh, all catch your Ubers at the same time, and you work out who's first, which is quite easy because it's first person on the pad. And the first person on the pad doesn't get off out of their ship until all three or four commanders are queued. And then you get off one by one as the uh, as the pads become available. And that way you're all down within about a minute of each other. Just make sure that you're not stood around losing suit power while you're waiting for everybody to arrive. Right. Um, so, Sergeant Major Mustang, obviously the first person out is is going to be providing cover for those coming next. What is the standard tactical deployment? How are we going to manage this one? Are we, we running for cover? Are we just putting up a perimeter? What are we doing? 
I would say that the ideal situation is to secure the nearest building so that we're not losing suit power and oxygen. Right. Okay. So we're going to have to scout out in the next couple of days the nearest building, um, whether that is the habitation zone or whatever. Um, now, we can cut our way into that, but cutting our way into that is going to let the enemy know that we're there. And stealth is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm more of a soldier. I'll leave that to the private cons- uh, private security consultant. So private security consultants. Um, so, um, Commander Palantir, you, you've done a few of these missions as well. I have, I've done four of... No, I think I've done five of them and survived three. So there are two different ways to get into the buildings, aren't there? These are powered-up buildings, so there are two different ways to get in. Yes, well, I've, you can walk up to the door. And uh, yep. assume you have the... The, the right authority, you could walk through. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Commander Chicks. Mm. How might one get the right authority? No idea. I haven't got that far yet. No, you haven't got that far yet. Well, we do have a special tool in our armory supplied by Hutton Central, which is an ID scanner. And if you can sneak up behind somebody and use their ID scanner, you can clone their ID, at which point they think that you're them. Oh. At which point the doors will open and you can get inside, which is perfectly fine that's the sneaky way of doing it now if we are in a team um some major mustang obviously if you try and sneak up behind somebody who's got nothing to do they might turn around and spot you but if we're in a team there are ways we might distract them absolutely um one of the best tactics i think is for, to wait for them to scan somebody and then someone else sneaks up behind them and gives them a, a little tweak in return so they're having a nice chat with one of the team saying, stand still, I'm scanning you, while the other member of our team sneaks up behind them and, and robs them of their ID. Absolutely. Bit of pickpocketing. Bit of pickpocketing. Perfect. So while they're busy doing something else, this is where PWP comes into its own. So we are going to be trying to, on Saturday, use a member of the team to look innocent in their flat cap, Commander Rampage, and distract the security guards while somebody else sneaks up and robs their ID, at which point we can get into a building and we'll get oxygen, and our power's not going to be going down, and hopefully we're going to be able to turn off the alarms, because that is critical on Saturday. Turning off the alarms. Because, Flossie, you're not a combat person, are you? I mean, you, you wield a pan, but you're not a combat person. Not really, but I don't mind if I need to. Yeah, if somebody shoots first, you're going to pan them thoroughly, aren't you? <laughs> so, So when we're in the base... There are ways to work out where things are in certain buildings. Flossie, how might you work out in a base where things are? By looking at one of the terminals. Terminals, yep. So we're going to need somebody to stand in front of the terminal and call out things that they've seen, like passcodes and numbers and things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the way it's going to work. We're going to get there. We're going to follow Rampage's instructions. We're going to get down on the pad. We're going to establish a perimeter. We're going to go and look innocent rob everybody we can without guns out we're going to try and get into a building and then at some point when we turn the alarms off Sar major mustang we are going to give a go signal that's correct and at the go signal it's weapons hot uh yep so uh basically kill anything that moves that isn't one of you guys perfect now there is um mobile artillery in the area yeah, I haven't experienced that. Yeah, I don't know how far they can depress the guns. I don't know if they can fire into the yard. Has that been tested yet? Yeah, they I can fire it. into the yard. <laughs> yes, um, they- you can, uh, you can. If you keep close to them and keep under them, and as long as you don't start getting into line the little red lasers, you can you can avoid them. But other than that, it's a bit of an insta-splat. So concealment and cover is the key. Mm. Yes, yeah, any cover from above, because the aerial support that they have got is vicious. 
absolutely vicious so that's the plan and then we're going to do that and we're going to try and take everything out of the base now there should be enough of us that it won't be a problem we have the advantage being hunting truckers of numbers but if anybody um ftm mustang needs a medivac um yeah i don't think there is medivac i think the actions on getting hit are to lie on the ground and bleed a lot right okay but then you can come back again once you've been patched up back at the station that's correct, yeah, but I think it's a, a feral taxi trip, so you might be a little no, bit late for the No, it's only 1,600 light seconds, luckily. Ideal. Which means it's about three to four minutes from where we land. So, timings, our Major Mustang. At what time are we assembling, and at what time are we meeting, and where are we meeting? Um, so, we're meeting up at 20 hundred hours. And in the bar? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Seems, seems appropriate. Hopkins City, in the bar. Yes. Um, at which point we'll systematically all call for our Ubers and we'll make our way down. And voice communications. Um, we, I guess we're going to go for either TeamSpeak or Discord. I think most people have got TeamSpeak, haven't they? So. Yep. So we will be using this same TeamSpeak server we use for this radio show. Um, the server name, Commander Flossie, what server do we connect to when we've got our TeamSpeak running? Um just a minute, I'll just have a look. <laughs> this one, the one we're in now. Yeah, the one we're in now. Yeah, I'm like a whippet. Radio.forthemug.com. No, ts.forthemug.com. That's, no, well, that's the one I'm in. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, so the server name is ts uh, for teamspeak.forthemug.com, which is not a website, it is a TeamSpeak client. If any of you do want to use Discord, you can do. I know a few people also use um, the Xbox chat commander rampage. Yes, they do. Very reliable. Even though they're not on Xboxes, but they, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Uh, we will be breaking into wings. So you want to be bringing a group of friends with you. We're going to need an experienced commander in charge of each of the squads. Um, Sar Major Mustang, you'll be taking one squad? Um, yep, that's correct. And will you be taking the heavy weapons with you? That's my intention, yep. Rocket big, launchers, big the whole lot. Yeah, lots of flashes. Uh, that so, makes me happy. So if anybody is interested in taking the heavy weapon support, they want to be getting in touch with Sar Major Mustang. We will put details up on the um, Facebook page and in the Discord as well. Then Commander Rampage, it, as our private security consultant, are you going to be taking a team to look at the security side of things? Definitely. Yeah, the panels, the cutting out, turning the alarms off. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. All ready to go. Uh, Com Commander Palantir, are you going to be cannon fodder team? Oh, yes. Go shoot the... What's the name out of me? Seven Shades yep. of Thingy. You you and Flossie, I think, are going to be on scanning duties, trying to, to trying to get IDs off people, possibly. Yeah, yeah. don't point that f***ing thing at me. No, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, Amelia, are you thinking of coming to join us, or are you going to be laughing from the sidelines and watching us die horribly? I mean, oh, sorry, succeed. I'll be there. You'll be there. Um, so, so do you do you want to join a particular team? Do you, I mean, do you like... Are you going to be on turning the power off if we need it? Um, that sounds like fun. Yeah, sure. Why not? So your your job is going to be throw the big switch, turn the power off. Ah, the big red button. Yep. And we do understand that the Dead Meat GF may also be running a team, but he's under a pseudonym and I can't remember what it is. But details of who and what team and what we need. Now, Sol it Sol may Sol be... Salty Miner. Salty Miner. There we go. Um, the, it may be that we don't get to see each other 
So we may be broken into different instances. That's not a problem. We'll just take whatever team we've got and follow the same instructions. We're all going to be in the same chat, so we can follow the same sequence going forwards. It's going to be good fun. We're going to break things. Now, one of the purposes of doing this is actually to break it. So if something goes wrong, and Rampage, you experienced something going wrong the other night, didn't you? I, I sort of disappeared, but didn't disappear, depending on yeah. who you were. I was doing the ninja it, thing, that's what I call it. If it happens, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, as far as we're concerned, because that's a bug report. And bug reports are good, which means it helps the Pilots Federation fix it for the future. I love so, bugs. Just show me where they are. Yeah, you love bugs. <laughs> Was it the only the only good bugs are dead bug, isn't it? Damn right. Yep. Um so that's the operation. It's happening Saturday. Um, 2000 GMT, us Texas stew, which is 1900 UTC, but it will be going on all evening. We're going to all log in together. We're going to have good fun. There is a secondary site which only has bandits in it. I think they're in the middle of taking it over as opposed to own it already. So if we find it too difficult, we do have a secondary site where we can try and capture the frameshift bandits too, which is also nearby. Um, to, to, the topography to, um, of the of the site, uh, Commander Palantir. Yes, is it a, is it a big a... open plain? Well, there it's it, no, it's exact opposite. It's perched. It, you can tell that this there will be somebody in the command consoles turning around in the chair in a white suit with a cat being stroked very gently, and there will probably be tanks of piranhas. It's that kind of location. There are deadly cliffs well pretty steep slopes anyway uh, every are these the up kind of cliffs like making a wall or are these the down kind of clips these cliffs are making the down a... kind of cliffs making a splat yes and, if that's, um, and so, there are also mountains if you don't think you're high enough yeah so, so we have mountains and canyons practice your base jumping that's what i say yeah, we will be pressing base jumping at some point during the evening. Right, I've got some, but so that's the operation. We're going to put details up about it on the Discord and up on the Facebook page. Um, now, I've got an important question, though, because there was something discussed on Lave Radio in the week because we've been walking around these stations and it occurred to somebody that everyone's walking on the same surface, but we've got no gravity. So I'm going to pick on somebody and say, Commander Flossie. Yeah. How is it that we're all staying on the ground? Oh, magnetic boots. Magnetic boots. Fantastic. And Amelia. Yes. The 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 glasses of drink. How's the drink staying in the glass? Could be Velcro. Vel micro Velcro at a molecular micro -velcro level. Micro Velcro at a molecular yeah. level. Yeah. So, well, the molecules have little hooks on them, and then the cups are slightly exactly, furry yeah. on the inside. It's it's not badly washed. It, exactly. They're slightly furry on the inside. Okie dokie. And um, Commander Chicks, the the pot plants I do notice also seem to be staying put in zero G. Mm. Suction, little suction fans in the bottom, keeping the soil. Oh, in. there's a, there's a fan underneath them, just sort of keeping yep. spinning, keeping them upright. Okie dokie, and then when you walk back from your ship in some of the stations, there's, there's like, apology officer, there's detritus all over the floor. There's, there's crisp packets and drinks mm -hmm. bottles all over the floor. Yep. How are they staying there? Well, that's the vents in the floor. That, again, is a suction. And suction's pulling them down onto the floor. So there is a perfectly logical explanation as to why oh, everything's absolutely. on the floor. Yeah. It's yeah. like the opposite yeah. of air hockey. Yeah. Oh, it's I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Instead of blows. Yeah. 
And, and of course, some of the rubbish has been there so long it's semi-sentient, so it can just hold on all by itself. <laughs> oh, it's, so, so that's almost like Velcro. It's got little hooks that's hanging on the one, floor. There was one wrapper there that said marathon on it. That's how long that's been there. Now, Amelia, we do notice that you and the Galnet Food Digest have been um, running adverts all over the station as well. I mean, the Karsuki Locusts. I love yes. the marketing slogan for those things. <laughs> yeah, they they bite uh, bite them before they bite you or something, wasn't it? You know, it I says Karsuki. Yeah, Karsuki Locusts. Yum. I think was that one, wasn't it? Well, that's a good oh, slogan. Yeah, I mean. It's about as short as you can get. It's almost Tony the Tiger esque. You know, yum. Frosties, they're great. Karsuki locusts, yum. yum. And uh, does anybody remember the other ones that we've seen? I, I've seen some indie bourbon. I've seen Lave Brandy. I'm, what I'm else? Loving all the adverts for the Federal Corvette. It looks really good. It does, yeah, and and all the all the station services as well. So yeah, there are lo if you take some time in the station, have a look around. You'll see the Galnet Food Digest adverts all over the station. The the grubs as well. I think there's some grubs in there and all sorts. But yeah, it, it's been good fun. It's been wonderful, wonderful, wonderful fun. And yes, we're going to put the event together for Saturday. Um, now we do have an update from a commander who I understand is sitting in the green room at the moment. So who would like to give us a little bit of an update about Commander Kinrain? Don't all speak at once. I was going to hand over. It's, it's in the... It's, 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 it's the, the notes are there. Flossie, do you want us to give us the update about Commander Kinrain? Yep, okay. It's been a while since our update regarding Commander Kinrain and his recovery. Last time on Bazgo's Bump, we heard that he'd been kidnapped from the recovery unit and installed in the quarters of Ali, who was kicking him into shape and attempting to get the reboot and repair to work. Cause, data blockage in the central CPU, going bump, systems offline, side order of got COVID, kicked its ass. Current condition, rotation correction offline, right hand side hard points and docking gear broken comes on the fritz. Update. Since the last communication, Alison Hillborn has invented a new motivational tool to attempt to reboot the bus. She's wired up a couple of crop clips to a ship's battery and is sneaking up behind him every few hours and zapping him. It might not have caused a full reboot yet, but it's certainly giving his bad language circuits a good going over. His correction, rotational correction now appears to be online and he doesn't need a tugboat to get him about when he's wedged sideways in the docking area. Comms are improving, as can be seen in the attached video. That was a few weeks ago now. He has, however, been invited by his daughter Becky to accept a special award later in the year, about July time, where he'll be invited to change his nameplate to say Gramps, Grampy, Gumpy, Grandpa, Pops or Grandad. Though we quite like Grandbaz, as it makes him sound like a mysterious vizier, vizier from the Thousand and One Nights. The honorific comes with a system permit to Daughter's House for cuddles with a new multi-crew member. From his friends at Hutton, we'd like to wish him and his family a hearty congratulations and an obligatory, you're far too young to be a grandfather, and of course, uh, continue to recover well. 
Ray, yes, and you, those of you in chat may notice that Special Effect Baz is lurking around in Twitch chat at the moment as well, and he's probably gone pink now because we mentioned him, and he does that. <laughs> yes. But no, lovely lovely to see you in chat, Baz. Lovely to have you back in chat. And thank you very much to Ali for all the updates about how you're doing. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful to see your recovery and the improvements week on week as well. Now, talking talk, talking of famous people we like saying yay about, um, Commander Palantir. Yes. You, would you be re referring to uh, a certain um, person of this parish? The pilots I, I, I certainly would, yes. Pilot. Yeah, absolutely. The because the Pilots Federation have very recently had a competition for screenshots, uh, and this week, one of the winners goes by the name of Commander Flossy. Now, has uh, I mean FTM Mustang, uh, Sergeant Sergeant Major Mustang? Did you see the heroic rescue attempts by Flossy in these screenshots in burning stations? I did in the in the python was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean th th that's heroism worthy of medal. I mean we need to pin things on Flossie for those stellar stellar activities. <laughs> and I take it we're not talking about donkey tails, yeah? <laughs> no, we don't pin the tail on the donkey in, in oh, this studio. No. <laughs> Man, that's my favorite game. Yes, um yes, uh, the the Hutton five-star gold cluster. Yes, definitely. Yep, for heroic efforts in in media uh, broadcasting and, of course, heroic rescuing go to Flossie, as recognised by the Pilots' Federation. But then again, we all know that Flossie is the Pilots' Federation's favourite. <laughs> and rightly so. Right, um, so bef before we move on to Commander Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice, just going to check with the chat and check with everybody in here, are there any other questions you've got about the feat that we've been walking around on for the last few days? Nope. nope. Tumbleweed? Nope. Okay, the only the only other one we've seen is also from the Prof V, who, having finished doing his speed run, managed to get onto planet surface and discovered some cacti, cactuses, Ooh. cacti. Yes, and there are some wonderful photographs over on the Discord channel of Prof V standing in front of some rather suggestively shaped cactuses on foot as well. Um, mm. That bodes really well for when we get to have a look at proper biological samples out in space. Oh, that, oh, you mean that's the plural of cactus. I thought you meant some sort of disgusting neckwear. Sorry. When you said cacti. <laughs> a cacti. Oh, goodness gracious me. What are you like? What are you like? Anyway, well, look, thank you very much to Consistent. the FTM Mustang. Yep, thank you very much to the Rampage. Yes, PWP is what it's all about, and we're going to be doing a lot of that on Saturday. And anybody who hasn't completed a mission yet, we're still not going to complete a mission. We're probably going to die heroically, but it's going to be enormous fun. Please do come and join us. We will be going all evening. I'm sure the night shift are going to take over late in the evening as well and um, have a go at this one. And if we all fail, we all meet up at the bar and we try it again. That's the fun bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, um, so uh, I'm just checking with with our with our DJ for the evening, Commander Normski. Commander DJ Normski, uh, I, I'm assuming you've got some insightful sound there from Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice. So if you do, yes. if you could take it away for us, that'd be fantastic. And then I'm going to hand over to all of you for the rest of the show. News Digest, 1st of April, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news... 
taxiing times in Aditian. Major conflict? Not much interest. Lullabies or Peter the Sleeper. Taxiing times in Aditian. In what's believed to be an April Fool's joke, the Pilots' Federation has asserted that some of the missions in the full-sized Walking About on Planets star system simulator can actually be completed. The simulator's system gives commanders a glimpse at what life would be like without spaceships. It features the ability to experience life racing to catch your space taxi before it leaves without you. Life as the passenger in a space taxi with nothing to do except listen to the driver's inane monologue about having David Braben in the back last week. And life as the passenger in a space taxi constantly denied landing permission, either because someone else's space taxi is pad blocking or because the traffic controller has gone for a break and there's no one to grant landing permission. It gives commanders the chance to experience what life is like when all their keybinds have stopped working and takes them back to the days many years ago when they couldn't make credits using a sidewinder because all the missions were to systems beyond the sidewinder's seven and a half light year jump range. Only this time, they can't complete the missions because they get gunned down the moment they step off their space taxi or they get too close to a guard or they don't hear a guard ordering them to stop for a scan or the guard doesn't like the colour of their eyes or the thing you were sent to find wasn't there or any one of a number of scenarios all of which share the same familiar coda a black and white image with splodges of red round the edges. The artists for the simulation spent more time on that screen than any other because they knew it was the screen commanders would spend most time looking at. Except for Commander Alec Turner. He has set off to walk all the way around a planet, and all he'll be seeing for quite some time will be desert and a distant horizon. Commander Turner has invented a way of travelling faster than normal walking, similar to the fly-ving of the SRV, using a mixture of skipping and jumping in the very low gravity. Commander Turner believes his skiving technique could more than halve his journey time, possibly to as little as six months. Major conflict, not much interest. With so many commanders faffing around in the Alitian star system simulator, it's easy to forget that the fate of the Empire now rests with commanders using the PS and Xbox flight control systems and commanders who can only play the simulator at a resolution of 640 by 480 at 60 frames per minute, and with their cooling fans roaring like Niagara. The Neo-Marlinists have thrown in their lot with Landgrave Arastin de la Croix and his faction, the Order of Madrid. In a less than completely imperial phrase, Senator Denton Petraeus has promised to whop their asses thus setting the scene for a military showdown that both sides seem strangely confident will last for no more than a week. The Marlinist settlers have expressed their dismay that the only Imperial faction to switch to the Marlinist cause chose to back the violent Neo-Marlinists rather than the peaceful Marlinist colonies. Minister Aaron White of the Marlinists expressed his hope that George Orr would soon be able to replace War War. In any case, with the majority of commanders otherwise engaged, it seems likely that there won't be much shooting going on outside of the Adityan star system simulation. Lullabies for Peter the Sleeper A 
An unexpected celebrity of the Adityan star system simulator is the character known as Peter the Sleeper. Often found in a quiet corner of starport bars, Peter, who works as a freight loader, explained in a series of tweets that he arrived home after a long shift to find his wife had changed the locks and run off with one of Archon Delane's henchmen. As he didn't get paid to the end of the month, he had no real option but to crash out in the bar. And there he remains, in between shifts. As the word about Peter the Sleeper got around, Commander started visiting the slumbering celebrity. You've not been to Adishan if you don't have a selfie with Sleepy Pete, as the travel guides have it. On Sunday at 6pm, the Burr Pit plans an evening singing lullabies to the snoring superstar. Gather at Hopkins City in Open if you want to be part of the choir. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Thank you, Commanders Weatherspoon and Beetlejude. Time now for Flossie to tell us what to do. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. And the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. There were no CGs to report on last week. This week we have conflicts between the Epsilon Fornacy's Empire Group and the Neo-Marlinist Order of Mudrid. Conflict has erupted between the Epsilon Fornacy's Empire Group and the Neo-Marlinist Order of Mudrid. An investigation by ACT in the Mudrid system confirmed that the Order of Mudrid provided logistical support for the NMLA's starport attacks. Their agents infiltrated other local factions to transport enzyme bombs to their targets. The faction has now named itself the Neo-Marlinist Order of Madrid. Landgrave Aristin Delacroix, its leader, has declared a revolution against the Imperial family. From his flagship, the Steel Majesty, he announced, The corrupt Duvals will never give up their power, so we must take it from them. All those who seek to change the established order, join us. Landgrave Delacroix has stated that all pilots willing to support the revolution by handling it, handing in combat bonds at the Steel Majesty in the Madrid system will be rewarded. The Epsilon Fornacy's Empire Group responded by engaging their forces in battle. Senator Denton, Patrius, has ordered them to take revenge for the Nine Martyrs' atrocities. He added that Pilots who support their just cause by handing in combat bonds at Payne's Scott City in the Mudhood system will be well rewarded. If the Epsilon Fornacy's Empire Group CG reaches Tier 1, the top 10% of participants will receive a fully engineered 
Class 2 B, rating B, long range and high capacity railgun with feedback cascade. If they are victorious, the top 75% will also receive the module, which will be placed in storage at Payne Scott City in the Madrid system by Friday the 9th of April. If the Neo-Marlinist Order of Mudherd CG reaches Tier 1, the top 10% of participants will re- receive a uniquely augmented Class 2 Rating B Increased Caustic Damage and Capacity Enzyme Missile Rack. If they are victorious, the top 75% of participants will also receive the module, which will be placed in storage at the Steel Majesty at the Mudherd system by Friday 9th of April. The two factions have set out seven-day campaigns, which will end early on Thursday the 8th of April. If the final target is met earlier than planned, the initiatives will end immediately. To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in combat bonds at either Painscott City or Steel Majesty in the Mudrid system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you to Flossie. Lots of lovely pew-pew, just the way you like it. Now, it's time to walk over to the Apology Officer for the sports results. Welcome to this week's Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a spare pair of legs, just in case. This week we have the following events. The Still Not Talking to UPC lot, Galaxy Wide Sulk. The I Found a Load of Grenades and Medkits Just Lying Around, so I Stole Them Cup. The Promise to Do a Job for That Dodgy Guy Outside the Bar final. The He's Scanning Me Run! Cross-country race. The, you forgot to switch the shield on again, didn't you? Tournament, second round. The taxi isn't fast enough, backseat driver challenge. Right, window shopping at Pioneer Supplies is worth double. Overcharging your friend's search results and disqualification. And always check those corners. The classified results are... Zabadian, 54. Lydia of the Void... 46. Chicks, 142. Light 027, 92. Chicks, 573. Stad Jaeger, 469. No surprise here, Alex Zuno, 1227. Blade Runner UK, 371. Clopster, 1000. 544. Bonehead 2412, 1424. Jintosh 2,794. Old Plunker 1005, 1028. Elgin City 2. Haddington Athletic 3. Greenock Morton 1. Peterhead 3. Hackle Caledonian Thistle 2. Avic United 2. LHS 3447 Mavericks 
1. PSPF LF2 flappers, 2. Decals there for Plopster and Gintosh. Surprised Plopster doesn't have one already, but there you go. Please email I took part at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your hut decal kit, which this week consists of a pot of paint and a ladder to use with your new legs. Six hut and runs again this week, and Socrates' ectoplasm is really starting to close in on that record with a new personal best of one hour, 22 minutes, and 23 seconds. That's only three seconds off the record and puts him in third place overall. Are you bored? Are you questioning your life choices since you're not playing the alpha? Then don't. You don't follow the crowd. You're not a sheeple. You're an individual, exactly like all of us. Have you been cursing Alex Zuno upside down for weeks because you can't win the bounty hunting? This may be your chance. All bets are off for this week's Hutton Helper results. Don't sit around moping or mopping. Um, we have a guy for that. Get out there and do your thing. There's a hut and decal in it for the best of you. How you ask? Well, I'll tell you how. Just go to hot.furthermug.com and download or sign up for the hut and helper before going out there and doing stuff. You know, hut and stuff. Let's face it, anything has to be better than hanging around the space bus simulator looking at the inside of an adder with the lights out. Well, that's it from me for this week. Back to Studio 5. Thank you, Mia. Now, we're going over to Amelia Hawke for the Galnet Rares Digest. And this week, I'm keeping my head well below the parapet. You'll see why in a minute. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke, newly promoted reporter for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous trade goods, so you don't have to. recent interest in planetary landings and walking about in dangerous situations, the Rares Digest office decided that it was time for me to take a look at some armaments. Not just your run-of-the-mill battle weapons, the kinds of things that turn you into a walking war machine, but the rarest, most stylish and handcrafted personal weaponry that money can buy. The artisan weaponsmiths of the Gilia system have for centuries studied warfare, from Sun Tzu's Art of War through Caesar's Gallic Wars and right through to the seminal text on conflict. Men are from Lave, women are from Disa. From a young age they undergo extensive training in the martial arts, in particular those that involve hitting people, shooting people and generally introducing people to the pointy end of a stick. As part of their training, they study armed combat through the ages, and, due to the many ancient weapons of war being consigned to the history books, run a very special facility. It's in the Gilia Forges that their artisans recreate weaponry that has long been forgotten by the passage of time. From trebuchets to tanks, desert eagles to pocket tactical nukes, they have blueprinted just about any way humanity has found to be mean to itself. And in more recent years are the species, 
and can faithfully remake it to order. If you have a hankering to pose like Bruce Lee with some nunchaku, or a 44 cal magnum revolver pointed at someone and drawl, do you feel lucky, punk? Then Gilia is the place to go. These replicas aren't what they sell on the rares market though. A Gilia signature weapon is something handcrafted customer by customer and tailored just for them. Re-engineering ancient weapons using modern technologies, they can make your very own plasma Kalashnikov or a claymore with an atom edge capable of cutting everything up to and including the atmosphere in a room. If you want a Desert Eagle replica that fires lasers but doesn't look like a laser gun, seek Ilya. Want a big prehistoric club with a flip top containing a wealth of handy gadgetry and a pop-out talking robot bird? Want it in genuine wood effect titanium? Then they're your people. Each weapon is handcrafted to the exact specification. There are rumors that they've been they've even made a custom combat pan for Commander Flossie, equipped on the handle with a stun and kill mode settings, but just as handy for cooking a quick fry up of a morning. Want to throw the book at someone? They'll make you one that will do the job properly and most probably leave a crater. They are massively expensive. A replica Mjolnir, as wielded by the Norse god Thor, complete with lightning and unable to be lifted by anyone but the owner, it will cost you nearly as much as your own spaceship. The last point, the ability to code any weapon to its owner is one of the key features of the rare and is what gives the signature Gilia weapon its name. Each and every one is coded to its owner by DNA. And this is where the danger comes in. Whilst in theory, it just prevents anyone picking the weapon up and using it, this is a feature that isn't mentioned in the brochure. Grab someone's weapon without permission, you'll most likely lose your hand, or the blade will slip and take your leg off at the knee, Grab their Kalashnikov and it will go off in your face. Pocket a pocket tactical nuke and you'll find glowing parts of your anatomy decorating the four corners of the Milky Way. This is part of the reason why they're illegal just about everywhere. It's for these reasons that it is considered highly embarrassing to lose your signature weapon, as if you take your eye off it, it will most probably be out there taking someone else's eye out without you even being involved. Never, ever grab someone's weapon without permission. And in fact, even with permission, it's still likely to go off in your hand. Just look from afar if you really have to. I'm Amelia Hawke of the Galnet Rares Digest, and judging by the humming noise, the kitchen bakery appliance I just moved off my desk wasn't from a Gullnet food cooking station, but my wife's weapon-grade Gilia rolling pin. Oh, I suspect I'm in extreme danger. Sweetheart, uh, darling!
Would you mind grabbing that and deactivating it before it goes off? Uh, darling? Goodness gracious me. Amelia, are you all right? I, I think so. Do you think so? I mean, who would think you could weaponize, you know, a, a signature rolling pin, for goodness sake? Uh, or a pan, for that matter. But it can be done with anything, apparently. I mean, the, the, the artisans, I mean, they will make a weapon out of anything. I mean, if you want, I mean, you want a replica Excalibur that will just, you know, separate spaceships from their docking bay. Or, I mean, they, they will make it, won't they? I mean, the, these guys yes, are... Yes, <laughs> they're very girls, good at it as well. <laughs> they are very, very good at making weapons. And weapons that don't look like weapons. Yes. Uh, unbeknownst to most people, any, anything could be a weapon. Yeah, uh, I mean the, the idea. I mean the, the Kalashnikov is. I mean it, it's a it's a design classic, isn't it? I mean, it, yes. if you want to be an insurgent anywhere in the world, this thing. I mean, you can make it dusty. You can make it wet. You can make it. You know, you can you can mistreat this. It, it's a bit like um. Well, what, drag what it was through the, hell. What, what was the twentieth century car or van that basically they mounted everything on the back of? And if if you're an insurgent anywhere, that's it's a Toyota pickup, isn't it? <laughs> Toyota Hilux. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. I mean, anywhere Technical. in the world. Yeah, don't get don't get heavy weaponry. Get a Hilux and just stick a stick something on the back of it. And they make them. They make replica Toyota Hiluxes as well. Yes, especially. yes. Yeah. Replica er everything. Replica yeah. anything from any <clears throat> time ever. A replica yeah, I mean, technical. I the whole Captain Caveman thing as well. I mean, the flip top club. Yes. <laughs> what an invention. The, with the robotic talking bird. Or a yeah, pistol, I mean, or a pistol if, they, if, you, if you're lucky. You get a pistol in it, all right? No, think yourself lucky. You got a pistol in it, right? Yeah, I mean they specialize in making things that look like something old, behave like something new. I mean, the, you know the, the the plasma desert eagle. I mean, God, what what a thing! I know, right? But never ever grab someone's weapon without no. permission. No, ever. no, 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 no. Because you never know if it's one of these, and if it's one of these, it's about to do something bad to you, isn't it? Uh, it could go off in your hand. Yeah, that that mess everywhere. Mess, absolute <laughs> mess everywhere. Yes. Yeah, total. But no, I mean, thank you for reviewing that one for us, and and we are hoping that, that you and uh, the other half uh, survive the incident with the rolling pin. <laughs> I better go check on her, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But look, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. It's been a fun evening this evening. We've got much more fun happening on Saturday. Um, I, I have an important incoming message from the guys over at HCS as well, which I'm sort of obliged to say out loud that, it, yes, um, on Monday, Commander Palantir, because I know you use these things. Oh, we yes. <laughs> we'll be releasing voice control for Odyssey. which is going to be quite good fun. Um, so that's going to be coming out Monday. This is an alpha version. Um, somebody somebody explain to me, because there's a bit of confusion over this one. Maybe possibly the apology officer. Guess. What does it's in alpha actually mean? Uh, I don't know. It means it's not in beta. It's not finished. Well, it's not finished it's yet. Not, no, it's not finished, so it wouldn't be in alpha. It'd be, so, it'd be so released. Do you play beta. alpha or do you test alpha? About both. 
A bit of both, a bit of both, yes. Um, but by playing your testing. So, yes, yeah. alpha releases. Why, are... why are you asking me all these questions about the alpha? <laughs> See, I'm picking on you. Rubbing it in. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ooh. So I have to ask, you know, in zero G, how does an alpha stay stuck to your launcher? Just salt. It's the, it's the <laughs> salt. Yeah. What it is, what it is, it's the friction from the salt that holds it in place. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So, so yes, we, we are, we're currently in alpha. We're currently testing this thing. Uh, test it, report it. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, testing it. We're trying to break it. That's the whole point. Um, now that we're in Alpha One, Commander Palantir. Very quickly, there's an Alpha Two coming. We don't know when. Wednesday. Yes, we do not. Wednesday. Wednesday. But Wednesday. It was suggested we... in the, I well, know the Federation chat earlier. It was Wednesday. Yeah, well, there you go. They hope. Yeah. yeah they unless hope. something Obviously, happens to stop it, it unless, being Wednesday, it's I don't Wednesday. Know. On Saturday, we managed to break everything completely, in which case it might not yeah. be Saturday. But that, that, that doesn't mean they would put it back. That just means it's broken in a way they expected you to break it, you know. But so coming on Wednesday before the next show, we've got phase two. Phase mm -hmm. two, I think, is combat week. It is phase you mean, two. You've got your, uh, oh, what's the, what's the, the mercenary company? Frontline Solutions. Frontline Solutions goes live. Yep. So we're we're looking to yeah the frontline solutions, and I think there were a few details revealed about that one. Basically, it's it's a war zone, yeah. a bit like a, a combat zone, a CZ. Yep. As a uh, combination a of players and non-player characters. And yeah, you know, um, you'll also be able to go a lot further. You'll be able to go up to twenty light years away, and you can buy a ship. It's not your own ship, of course, but you can now buy it. So we're going to have to do a lot more is missions. Is that in two? Or is that in three? That's in two. It's in two. That's in two. I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking. I've finally found the picture um you can get one i mean you can get a lot of chips really cheap sidewinder's only 32 grand yeah one one gillia mm -hmm. weapon amelia is enough to buy yourself a sidewinder nice yeah I, um i think with the missions we're getting i'd rather have one of their weapons <laughs> and this is this is yeah a maverick suit costs three haulers <laughs> well, there you go. Well, the, see, the, this is going to solve one of the biggest things about the fact that, obviously, in Alpha Phase 1, we all started at Hopkins City, which is right at the beginning of the system, but the system's huge, so we've been getting big taxis all over the place. This system is unusual. It's not normal to have stuff that far away, apart from Hutton. It's going to be interesting to take a space taxi to another system as well. Mm. I'm just wondering if it's going to be an adder still, or if they might put you into something like a dolphin. And will they fuel scoop? Mm. Well, they have, yeah, they might. Mm. I mean, the chicks, other thing I'm looking for, yeah, it's gone, sorry. Oh, so Commander, Commander Chicks, obviously, mm. when they open up bigger and bigger and bigger bubbles for the testing, there are people saying, oh, can I book a space Uber to Beagle Point? As an explorer, you could experience the entire <laughs> four-day journey. Mm, but I'm not sure you would want to. It's not. It's not experience, days. is it? I mean, no, no, it's, it's, no. It's, yeah. it's that's days. like going to a party, drinking yourself into the, into the corner, saying, "I had a lovely time." I do that. <laughs> you might do, but you don't remember it, do you? <laughs> it would take you four days. Remember anyway. what? The way these guys fly, it would take a couple of hours. Yes. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, so there are questions. There are questions. Can you take a space Uber to Colonia? Can you take a space Uber to some of those? Um, go on then. I think it's not the thing is that although the the, the focus is on weapons and, and balancing, I think there are other things. It's not all about going around killing people because 
I'm reading here that there are missions for neighbouring systems, including trading with settlements and points of interest. Mm. So you'll be able to do that, uh, hopefully, without having to shoot anyone. So maybe Flossie's got something in phase two. Maybe there are even more, because we we don't get the exploration stuff until phase three. Mm-hmm. But we have mm-hmm. already found at least one set of suggestively shaped cacti. Yes. It's it's interesting as well because it'll get you think having things like the points of interest will get you away from the settlement so you'd be out in the wilderness kind of thing anyway, you know? Oh yeah, you can take you can take mm-hmm. your ship if you can buy one and yeah. land it anywhere you like. Yes. You can land yeah. You can land it in a canyon, you can try space geysers, geysers, yes. And look at the suggestively shaped vegetables. Absolutely. And of course, this is not sort of invented space that doesn't already exist. This is, you know, a place we already know. So it's in the bubble. It's systems we know. You never know. I I don't know what's within 20 light years of that location, but there might be somewhere we recognize. There might be a rare item for sale. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you never know. You never know. If if you can get a, if you get a, a space taxi to go a lot further, will they go south of the galactic? Uh, divide uh, after a, six o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it depends what time of night. No, it, I mean yeah. it, it's a tw- it's a twenty light year sphere. So yeah, I mean I don't know how thick the bubble is at that point, but um, bubbles about uh, two thousand diameter. It's about a thousand. Ah, oh, okay. Well, we're looking forward to it, and obviously, so yes, uh, voice control on Monday. We've got phase two landing Wednesday ish. Um, we've got our event on Saturday. It's not the last group event that we're going to be doing. We are going to be, when we hit phase four and you all got your Corvettes and everything else, we're going to be giving it a real big bash as well. Um, so this is, this is a starter bash. Come and join us or come and listen in. We will be streaming on this very channel. So twitch.tv forward slash hut, truckers. We're going to be streaming what we're up to, which probably means a lot of, Oh, I'm dead. He's shooting my corpse. You bastard. <laughs> Sounds like fun. That's yeah. something I know. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they're vindictive, aren't they? Come in. Yeah, they come yeah. in and start putting the boot in as well. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and are, they, are they from Glasgow, these these people? What? Well, I, I must admit, the taxi drivers, I think, are. I mean, have you seen? I, you know, the, these these will them. drop off. These will drop off into the dodgiest, dodgiest corner of Glasgow. <laughs> and they won't right, be shot then, at. Yeah. And then drive away at speed while being shot at. Yeah. Mm. So, they, um... I mean, they'll take you to any station, whether it's under fire, military base or anything, but they are a bit weird about going to Milton after 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? Yes. yes. Um, right. Well, it's sort of getting towards the end of the show. Thank you very much to Commander Ventura for pushing the buttons, to Commander Palantir for doing the colouring in for us this evening mm-hmm. and other duties, to the Rampage for sitting quietly in the corner and to oh, yes, all about I'm private... Lurking private security measures um to amelia for not dying under a deadly rolling pin <laughs> yep to the apology officer for not having too much of a big half other than the one that you're riding in at the moment yes it's not big it's massive <laughs> to commander chicks for uh, well for not extending the show with extra 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 awesome bits but you're going to bring it back next week probably mm, definitely just two to and go to com- to Commander Flossie for bringing us all the latest on the CGs. I assume being combat CGs, Flossie, you're not touching them with a long one? Mm, definitely not. I should <laughs> definitely. be telling you that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I might do the combat in the Alpha because there's no consequences. <laughs> and to the uh, FTM Mustang for joining us with some military background information as well. 
And, of course, to our listener for bothering to tune in to the entire thing. Anyway, and finally, if you're a console player and you've been affected by any of the issues in tonight's show, we would like to apologise. This is number 11 on the top 10 things that we'd like to do, that we'd like to do, but we probably won't anyway. So, good night. Right, that's it. This programme is over. For the morning mug. For the grandpas. For the grandpas. For the grandpas. Everybody's buggered off now, so...
We are very, very sorry for all of the mishaps, all of the misbroadcasts, all of the non-broadcasts and all of the nonsense which has happened this evening's Hot News. Dusty. Well, thank you very much. That was excellent. Give me your trash. There are a number of limitations, as the system is currently off-limits to all but authorised carrier services, something provided by Apex... Insta- in- <coughs> Start that one again. Something provided by Apex Interstellar. They all...